Lifeline. If we've never met before, my name is Luke and we are on week two of our series called How to Date. Now, to start off our conversation today, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever done something and then later thought like, what was I thinking? For me, this happens all the time, but one story in particular sticks out to me. Uh, I was about 11 or 12 years old and I was on a vacation with my family in the exotic location of Plymouth, Massachusetts. We were at the Plymouth Plantation where people dressed as pilgrims and talked about the olden times. And during this vacation, me and my younger sister, Sierra, were uh, kind of battling each other. We were kind of sibling rivalries. She would take a picture on her like little digital camera and show it to me and be like, look at this flower. Isn't it the best flower you've ever seen in your entire life? And I would be a little jealous and want to one up her in her photography. So I would take a picture of flower and be like, your flower is trash. My flower is where it's at. Anyways, you see the tension building. So we're at the Plymouth Plantation and there's animals and there's people dressed as pilgrims. And that's all I really remember. But I remember I was going to get the best picture of a bull, not like a bull that you eat cereal out of, but like a bull with horns. I saw this immaculate beast in the field and I was like, I'm gonna go take a picture. So I go to like one side of the fence, I click my camera and it's not very good. It's kind of far on that little screen. And so I think I'm just gonna get closer. So I try to get closer and I realize that there is a gate that's literally like a pool gate. And so I open the gate and I walk towards the bull and I'm like a few feet away from the bull and I take this picture that was incredible. But my flash was on and I was wearing a Mark McGuire jersey, which was red. And all as this is happening, I wasn't even thinking that this was a bad idea at all. Like it didn't even occur to me that this was dangerous. Uh, a bunch of things happen at once. One, my parents come around the corner and they say, Luke, what are you doing? And then two, the bull does the thing that like bulls do in movies and shows. It's like, and it's like getting ready to attack me. And I start, <laughs> I start running away from this bull just to get this picture. And the bull runs at me. This is not a made up story. It runs at me and I barely close the gate and the horn goes under my shirt. And I'm literally stuck with this massive beast's horn in my shirt. And someone has to run and pull the horn out of my shirt, which is a statement I never would have thought I would say. But here we are. This was a moment where in retrospect, I was like, what was I thinking? And I like to uh, take credit for teaching my siblings not to let your competitive edge kind of take over because it almost costed me my life. See, there are a lot of like little lessons you could take from that story uh, of something really, really dumb that I did. And when in this topic of dating and love and sexuality, there are a lot of people you could look to and be like, okay, what they did, that was silly. I, do, I don't want to date like that. Or how they acted there, I'm taking note of that because it didn't turn out well for them. And so tonight, what I want to do is I want to show you one of those stories. It's of a person who uh, made a lot of terrible mistakes, who focused on the wrong things, ended up in a ton of trouble, and even ended up losing his life because of them. 
Now, my hope in showing you this uh, character who lived a thousand years before the time of Jesus is that you would look at some of the mistakes that he made, some of the things that he focused on that led to his destruction and learn from them. That you would uh, look at his moments where he might have said, what was I thinking, and not relive them. And so this person's name is Samson. And he was an Old Testament judge. And when we look at how he lived his life in this one scene, uh, we're going to learn a lot about dating, about love, and about what to focus on. So a little bit of background about Samson. He was a, a dedicated judge for God's chosen people of Israel. Now, maybe you're wondering like, okay, what is a judge? Is it like the person with the gavel or whatever? He, he was kind of like a military leader before Israel had kings. So kind of the cycle that would happen, Israel would get into a bunch of trouble. Uh, they would be uh, in danger from their enemies. And then God would elect a judge, a, a warrior, a, a leader to kind of lead them out of that trouble. And Samson was one of those people. Now, throughout Samson's life, he didn't really follow God's path. He wasn't very good at his job as a judge. Uh, he, he lacked discernment or wisdom in, in times, and he was very impulsive and just wanted to do what he wanted to do. And you're going to see a little bit of that as we read his story. So we're going to look at the last scene in Samson's life. And we're going to look at three kind of focuses that he had that led to his destruction so you won't make the same mistakes in dating. So um, if you have your Bible with you or you have a way to follow along in any way, go to Judges chapter 16. Judges is early on in the Bible uh, and you can go to chapter 16, which is the end of Samson's life, his story, Okay. I'm going to read through the story and then we'll kind of dissect where Samson went wrong. So uh, starting in, cha in chapter 16, verse 4, uh, this is what happens. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered. Tied and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Okay, pause for a second here. Samson was a leader of the people of Israel, God's chosen people. Delilah was someone uh, from the Philistines who were God's uh, enemies. They were enemies of God. They worshiped other gods. Uh, they battled the people of Israel. Samson fought them and uh, these people go to Delilah, this Philistine who Samson's in love with, and says, hey, how can Samson get tied up? Tell us, the, uh, get him to share his secrets with you. Now, something else you need to know about Samson is that he was strong. And when I mean strong, I'm talking like probably one of the most physically strong people ever. I mean, he got his physical strength directly from the Lord. Like the spirit of God made him physically strong. One time a lion fought him and he like tore the lion up to shreds. Uh, the lion was like attacking him and he defended himself. Another time he defeated this whole army with the jawbone of a dead donkey. Like this guy was strong and he was known for his strength. And so these Philistines, 
say, hey, Delilah, this guy's in love with you. Could you get him to share his secrets with you of what makes him so strong? And so this is how Delilah responds. Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. This is a weird question. Like, think about it. Samson's like falling head over heels for this girl, Delilah. And she's like, hey, just curious, like what makes you so strong? And if someone were to tie you up to try to overtake you, like in the military sense, what would they do, hypothetically speaking? So if I'm Samson, I'm thinking there's no way that I'm going to tell Delilah my secrets, right? She work, She is playing for the other team. They want to destroy me. I'm not going to go there. But Samson does. He, uh, Samson replied, if I were tied up with seven new bow strings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bow strings, just as Samson said. And she tied Samson up with them. Now, I don't know if Samson was sleeping or if he was like, uh, what are you, okay, like just standing there. But Delilah ties Samson up exactly how he said he would get overthrown. And she had hidden some men in the inner rooms of her house. And then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as, as a a piece of string snaps when it's burned by fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. See, Samson was testing Delilah. He was tricking Delilah. He was deceiving Delilah. He wasn't telling her the truth. He was like, if, I, if this, this is what would get me. And she did it and it didn't work. What does Delilah think? I love this. Delilah said to him, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now, please tell me how you can be tied up securely. So Delilah's like, come on, Samson, don't make me for a fool. Just tell me your secrets. This would happen again and again and again. Samson would keep kind of tricking Delilah and she would keep trying to capture him. He did this with different kinds of ropes, with saying, tying my hair up. And she would try all of it and the Philistines would come and he would overtake them. Finally, down in verse 15, Delilah pouted. How can you tell me I love you? when you don't share your secrets with me. She's like trying to manipulate him. You've made fun of me three times now and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with their nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. What happens on Monday? Why don't you love me? Tell me what makes you so strong. Stop fooling me. Tuesday, why don't you love me? Samson, please just tell me what makes you Wednesday, again and again and again. Day after day, nagging, nagging, nagging until finally Samson breaks. Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut. I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. Now, something you need to know about Samson is that his hair wasn't like magical. It wasn't like, oh yeah, this hair gives me physical strength. But when he was born, an angel of the Lord told his parents that to never cut his hair, that a God spirit would be with Samson to be, uh, to give him overwhelming strength. And that his hair never being cut was like their way of dedicating him to God's work. And so Samson ends up telling Delilah the real story from his strength. And so what happens? 
Delilah tells the Philistines, okay, if we cut his hair, then he'll be overthrown. And they cut his hair. And the Philistines come and Samson tries to break their uh, grasp and it doesn't work. The spirit of God that strengthened Samson leaves him. And he gets taken, he gets beaten, he gets overworked, and ultimately he dies. That's Samson's story. And it's one where he uh, focuses on the wrong things and it leads to his destruction. So what can you and I learn about relationships and dating from this wild story? Well, to put it simply, if we do everything that Samson didn't do, then we'll be okay. If we focus on the things that Samson didn't focus on, then we'll be just fine. But what was it? Well, first, Samson focused on beauty instead of God. See, a Samson was attracted to Delilah and he fell in love with her despite her being an enemy of God. And so, of course, she tried to overthrow him and tried to uh, uh, go against him because she didn't value the same things that Samson valued. He chose beauty, physical attraction, over a heart for God. The second thing that Samson uh, focused on that was incorrect was he focused on strength instead of wisdom. Samson knew that he was strong, but it kept him from making wise decisions. See, strength is the ability to get out of a bad situation. And you saw that in Samson's story. He broke the strings and he broke the, the ropes and he got, uh, got away from the Philistines again and again and again. But wisdom is the ability to avoid challenging situations. And Samson didn't show that. He focused on strength instead of wisdom. And lastly, Samson focused on potential instead of patterns. See, for whatever reason, you got to believe that Samson thought his circumstances were going to improve. Maybe Delilah would come around and stop nagging him or trying to trick him. Maybe uh, he would just always have the strength to get out of whatever she put him in. But Regardless, he thought that the, this situation had the potential to improve, but what he should have been focusing on was the patterns. Delilah was not trustworthy. She was trying to uh, turn him over to the Philistine people, and he should have recognized it. And so for you, my advice to you, as you are a uh, either dating or you aren't dating anyone yet, but you're preparing for a time where you might enter into relationships is to just focus on what Samson didn't. What would it look like for you to make one of these commitments? The first commitment is I will choose God over beauty. In today's culture, it is so easy to uh, put physical attraction at the top of the list. But sometimes this can cause us to not even consider someone's relationship with God. We say, I'm so attracted to them or I, would lo I, I love to picture myself like with them in the future, going on dates and doing those things that I'm not even going to really care whether or not they follow Jesus. What would it look like for you to make a commitment to say, I'm going to prioritize a heart that is alive to God. When I'm looking for someone who I wanna date, a heart that's alive to God, over beauty, over physical attractions. 
The second commitment you can make is I am going to focus on wisdom over strength. This is huge in today's culture because uh, right now it is easy to find ourselves in situations that are challenging. Uh, maybe this is when you look at your phone, you're, you're tempted to look at things that you know you would regret looking at or you'd be ashamed if other people found out. And it's like, it takes all of your strength to overcome that temptation. Well, in that scenario, wisdom looks like not using your phone in places where people aren't around you. Or maybe it's in a dating relationship. You are tempted to cross boundaries and tempted, you put yourself in these situations where you have to use all of your strength to uh, not uh, do things you would regret or not cross boundaries you committed to not crossing. And in that scenario, wisdom might look like, okay, we're gonna hang out with each other when people are around or not in private places. See, uh, a commitment you can make when it comes to dating and sexuality is I will focus on wisdom over strength. And maybe the last commitment you need to make, the third one, is I will focus on patterns over potential. Like when you're choosing someone to date or choosing someone to be interested in, you look at their patterns. You look at the kind of person they are instead of the kind of person they might end up being. Like if someone disrespects their mom and is really rude to them, that is a pattern. If someone uh, lies all the time or makes up these big stories, that is a pattern. If someone is really nice, not just to the people that they're friends with or the people they wanna date, but to everyone, that is a pattern. Or if someone is really kind to their younger siblings and is gentle with them and patient with them, that is a pattern. Maybe a commitment you need to make is I'm going to look for patterns in those people I'm interested in instead of just looking at potential. So there are two things that I want you to do right now. First, I want you to choose not all three commitments, but just one of those commitments to make. Uh, whichever one seems to apply to where you're at in your life right now. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to decide what step do you need to take with that commitment? What does that first step in following through on that commitment look like to you? I think when we make these commitments and really just open our lives and our relationships to God, He will lead us on a path that is worth taking and keep us from those moments of regret. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the story of Samson. We thank you that we have a, a clear example of what not to do. And God, I thank you that even when we experience regret, even when we don't follow through on our commitments, even when we make mistakes, you are right there with us, loving us and forgiving us along the way. So God, as we make these steps in our relationships and these commitments, Help us to be focused, help us to be gracious towards ourselves, and help us to be faithful to doing what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.